Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Hester. Hi, Holly. <laughs> I did it again. I stayed up too you late did. reading. <laughs> well, I do not doubt your commitment to the podcast or <laughs> well, to books. Thank you. Thank you. So you're just going to like straddle both of these worlds and just go without sleep for a long time. Well, so Talia Hibbert, who's an amazing, amazing romance author who's black. She lives in the UK. She writes all these really fun Kind of like romantic comedies almost. Mm -hmm. At least the ones that I've read of hers have been sort of romantic comedy-ish. And she has a new one coming out next week on the 23rd. Oh. Is that next week? Jesus that Christ. Is next week. On next Tuesday. <laughs> next Tuesday, dear listeners. I just, I'm sorry. The fact that it's literally beyond mid-June is blowing my entire mind. <laughs> I, I looked at the calendar last week and was like, it's June? <laughs> I'm just glad that I remembered to pay my student loans at the beginning of the month. Jesus Christ. Anyway, <laughs> but the, the, her new book is called Take a Hint, Danny Brown. And this is the reason that I couldn't put it down and had to read it so okay. graciously. I was not expecting Danny Brown to be a witch at all. Like there was no oh. reason for me to believe that there'd be like this really fun witchy component to it uh-huh but the freaking book opens on her invoking like her guides to bring her a fuck buddy like literally that's how Aww. it works like that's how it opens that's nice with her best friend yeah she's like using all this ancestral stuff and well it's... i would like to ask or just comment yeah you can use your ancestors for fuck buddy oh yeah, that's yeah, really yeah. nice to know I, think... I didn't realize this <laughs> hey i mean i'm, I'm married so i have know. a like I have like an eternal fuck buddy now, but eternal fuck buddy. that's like veering into some Mormon territory for the eternal that's true. That's components. True. That's true. And some twin flame stuff. We have no time to get into today because yeah, exactly. we have a full roster exactly. ahead of us, but that's just good to know everyone else you know, listening with their, yeah. their earballs right now. It's like a perfect like friends to lovers romance because she... Okay. Like, she's asking for no strings attached, and then, like, six months later, after becoming friends with this person at work, somebody thinks that they're dating, and it gets all this publicity for this, like, charity that he has, and so they decide that they're going to fake date. So that they right. continue to get this I love publicity. I so much. <laughs> I <know. laughs> and it's so great. And at first I thought, like, there's no way that they're going to bring back the witchiness in the end, but then it, like, turns out... They kind of mention it like, well, I guess that kind of worked. And it was just so cool. And Aww. like, she's like a moon follower. She's always wearing three necklaces with different crystals on it. And at one point, Aww. he's like a very anxious, like this makes him, he's, he has a lot of like diagnosed anxiety issues. The hero does. Right. And so he, but he's like gone to therapy for them and works through them really well normally, uh -huh. but sometimes it gets the better yes. of him. And so there's one scene where she gives him one of her crystal necklaces just to like Aww. tuck into his shirt because he's feeling anxious and she knows it'll help. And it's just like these sweet little moments of like yeah. witchiness. And it was so good. And it's yeah. like an incredibly diverse cast. It's written by a black author. It's like so much fun. And I 100% yeah. recommend it. And I didn't get enough sleep because of it. Oh, that's so sweet. I love it. And it, to me, it's like more of like a natural witchiness because sometimes you'll read like other paranormal romance novels and it's not very natural. It's like, 
okay. You oh, yeah. just open up like a Wiccan manual and just started reading stuff and didn't actually, you don't have no like experience with it. It's not something that's natural. So to me, that's like really nice to hear. Right. Because it's not even, it's not supernatural at all. It's like how like we experience stuff, like kind of okay. doing our own spell work and stuff like that, but nothing like literally supernaturally magical. It's just like a regular girl who's like a femi- intersectional feminist scholar, like PhD student at this university and yeah. like her kind of like creating the life she it's so 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 cute but literally let oh. me just let me just okay. read the first sentence this is like so much more than we normally would do but i loved it so much and i can't wait for you to read it <laughs> okay <laughs> the first sentence of the prologue says the moon was high and full the night was ripe for witchy business and danica brown had honey on her tit <laughs> like right up our alley it's just <laughs> the, so summer solstice funny is tomorrow we're both we're both gonna have titty honey honey titties there we go honey yeah titties for solstice so so, so she she has a small golden statue of the goddess ocean the black okay. madonna because it was gifted to her by a, like a grandmother so it's sort of like this ancestral right. cultural magic and oh. she's like, like any self-respecting deity of love, beauty, and abundance, Ocean was covered in jewelry and not much else, unless one counted the bees and the enormous hair. Um, oh. And also she's like constantly dyeing her hair fun colors. There's this oh. moment where like she's about to present at this big conference and the hero comes to like make sure she's okay. And she's gone from like always having like bright pink hair to having brown hair. And he's like, what uh-huh. is going Like he understands <laughs> that that's like a manifestation of her anxiety that she's like Uh trying to look so professional by like going with a natural hair color and like not being herself. And it's just so freaking good. He's like, it it was just so much fun. So anyway, it comes out next week, June 23rd, definitely read it. It kind of goes with that idea of like, you know, to support black authors doesn't just mean buying things about traumatic things that happen to black people. It's also about like participating in like lighthearted, joyful things that black people yeah. have created. And I think that this is like a really good way to do that. And it's so fun. So fun. Yes. Yeah. So Talia Hibbert, oh. take a hint, Danny Brown. Definitely. Ch- it's also the second in a series, but you do not have to have he- read the first one in read the series. The it's like okay. vaguely alluded to basically one of her sisters is married to this guy and he has a scene. So. Okay, okay. Anyway. Okay. Should we talk about oh, Tara? Nice. <laughs> Maybe. I was going to quickly mention that Beverly Jenkins is has Twitter threads that um, are celebrating black authors in different genres oh, of romance. Oh, yeah. Good idea. So those are really, really great. Like, she's been working on it for, like, the past three days. And it's just like, you know, so, hey, if there's, like, a book of, like, Regency books written by black authors, list them here. And so, like, it's, like, Regency, Paranormal. Awesome. Even, like, ones for, like, indigenous people, things like that. Like, upcoming ones are ones that have already been release yeah so cool it's really exciting there too so if you're kind of wanting to um put more black authors into your kindle or your nook or whatever you like your bookshelf maybe like those are really good it's, i think like <laughs> like a, a literal bookshelf for like those of you who, for those of you who have space have literal bookshelf i know <laughs> esther's like esther's long-standing journey with having a lack of storage really comes into play when a it book does becomes a like a physical book becomes the third option <laughs> yeah exactly because i'm like having to choose between my children here okay do i keep red white and royal blue or do i keep harry potter but by this point harry potter's, harry potter's out an easy one because she's a turf so now yeah, so we're fine exactly. but yeah that's how that's it's like a sophie's choice every time i look at my bookshelf yeah well so that's cool beverly is she just bev jenkins or is it the whole i think whole she, i think i 
I'm not. I don't remember her handle. I don't. We'll know link it in the show notes. Beverly Dickens. Yeah, but there the Twitter threads. Like, there's I think like five or seven of them by now. And more, this so. is like yet another step in our long-standing plan to convert everyone into romance lovers. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, the hero in Take a Hint, Danny Brown, loves reading romance. Like. See? He That's had so nice. a big loss in his family and he started reading romance because he loved having a happily ever after guaranteed, which literally is what draws so many people to romance. Yeah. Well, like knowing sure, that fun. everyone's going to be fine yeah, at the end. Be fine. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. 2020 is bad. Read romance. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> 2020 is really hard. Read romance. You know that everything's going to be okay at the end of every yeah. single one. No surprises. Okay, car of the day today. Car of the day, Holly. Uh, I am using Orion's tarot. And we got the hermit. Ooh, All right. That's nice. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I like it first. in con- the context of us recording together because it's kind of like tuning out outside noise. Everything else. Exactly. Just worrying about us. Yes. I forgot we're doing a podcast and we have show notes. (laughs) And meanwhile, I have take a hint, Danny Brown, the ebook open on my phone instead of the, (laughs) we know your priorities. (laughs) I think I might reread it. I mean, seriously, it was that delightful. Okay. So we are going to do Patreon shout outs first because I forgot to change the order back. And I actually don't mind this. I don't, I like them going first, like in the beginning. All right. So our first Patreon shout out is for Roe. And Ro, your card is the devil. Ooh, Fun. Brown three, four, five, six, seven. And we have a one-time donation from Christine. And your card is the Queen of Pentacles. Ah, yay! yay! Are you using Dark Days Tarot? Yes, I'm using Dark Days Tarot. Like the Queen of Pentacles. Just, like yay. winged arms, cuddling oh, that, that little pentacle. It love looks it. like a cantaloupe in her arms. We'll Probably. talk about that when or, we review or, this. Or boob. It could be like an areola. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. If that doesn't express the difference between the two of us, I don't know what does. Cantaloupe and a boob. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Oh, and then we just have kind of like one correction from last week. We were moving too quickly when defining BIPOC, which is the acronym B-I-P-O-C. And we said Black and Indigenous People of Color, but the acronym actually stands for Black, Indigenous, and People of Color. So there's just commas, comma variations, but it is an important distinction because of commas being important. Yeah. It's just a fact. Grammar. Yes, exactly. So when you're using that acronym, also one thing that I've seen a lot of this week is if, like, especially with the Bon Appetit desktop, because Uh they don't have any Indigenous people working for the magazine at all. They dropped uh-huh. the I to be more I accurate. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's something that I'm seeing a lot of too. If just for accuracy, when they're talking about right. groups of people that don't include any indigenous people rather mm-hmm. than still bringing that in and basically like lying. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> just, Which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. totally. So that's yeah. been an interesting thing. Language is cool and stuff is always evolving and it's awesome. Yeah. Okay, question from Dr. Agretsuko. 
She asks, I'm an academic who's questioning her next move in life. After a really difficult first academic job experience, I got off the tenure track and I have no desire to get back on or do much research in my field. For the last four years, I've been in a relatively secure contract teaching job. I genuinely like my job, but even though my salary is good compared to many other academics in my position, it's still far from what I feel I need to earn to feel secure and successful, and it's not likely I'll ever earn significantly more than I make now. On top of this, my job comes with a very heavy grading load, and as I suffer from ADHD, I don't know how much longer I can handle that grading load without burning out. Yeah, grading's the worst. (laughs) I really need to earn more money and do something that isn't so mentally depleting. But as I'm location bound in the rural Midwest and I just turned 40, we all know how the world feels about women over 40. I feel like opportunities are limited. What steps should I take to get unstuck and on the way to more financial abundance? Great question. That is a nice question. Yeah, I work in academia since I'm an academic advisor. So I know a lot of people who have these sort of like long-term contracts teaching and it is stressful because you kind of in some ways they get like the absolute bottom of the barrel with like good time like timing situations of when they're teaching and also grading is exhausting and if you're teaching those sort of like service courses like as a lecturer sometimes they'll put you on all intro classes or all sort Mm -hmm. of like workhorse classes that have to be bigger just by nature of the department or whatever. Right, right. It can feel like everyone else is teaching like 25, 35 per person seminars and you're teaching like 150 person lectures. Right. Well, and also maybe the feeling that you're <clears throat> teaching something that's just general when you want to teach something more specific that you're passionate about. Yeah, totally. So what steps should I take to get unstuck? I, I like that first unsticking. question. I know. I love unsticking. I guess we'll just start with the question that she asked then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe two cards, like two different steps to get unstuck. Oh, motherfucker. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Wow, that was really strong for first thing in the morning, Holly. <laughs> Do you like that I say motherfucker and then geez Louise? Like saying <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, like that takes like... it back. <laughs> I know. I'm walking back. Like, Mom, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Also, that was way too extreme of a reaction to dropping like a handful of cards. But to be fair, before we started recording, my phone fell off my table and I actually broke something. So she did. I can attest to that. She did. I'm just a little bit like hairpin trigger, like anxious about like everything. (laughs) Loud noises. Oh, Oh. what did you get? I got two major arcana cards. Oh, dang. I did not. I got the hanged man and strength. Oh. So I think just for one step, you just could have to wait for a little while for that opportunity to come, but just stay strong on that opportunity. Be Continue to be who you are. Continue to hold on to that inner strength and don't feel like you have to like bust your way through because something to me, this, like the hanged man to me means something else is coming down the pipe. And that you just have to wait for it for, yeah. for it to come. And I think that that makes a lot of sense also, given that I got the Four of Cups and the Page of Swords. So I feel like there's something that is already maybe existing at your institution that might be a better fit. The Page of Swords, to me, feels like maybe looking into some area that would involve not necessarily like research, but maybe more like like helping students learn skills rather than specifically teaching almost 
But it's yeah. something that's like there on campus already that maybe you just haven't really considered. So like, yeah, maybe moving more into the administrative side of things would be something to consider and just kind of like give yourself time and space to think about. But yeah. I like, I'm almost thinking something like in an academic resource center or in like a library, if the library yeah. does like writing whatever workshops or workshops, something. Yeah. But it's something that you already kind of have access to. If you just sort of open up to that option, the interesting thing about getting unstuck involving like kind of looking around yourself and kind of not making any sudden movements is always kind of a strange juxtaposition to me. Yeah. But I do like what you said about the uh, page of swords because the page of swords to me has always been that like library and researcher. Yeah. Who's been looking, especially with the, and that with that four of cups, like something's there that's existing, but you haven't realized it yet or you haven't found it yet. Yeah. So, totally. and with, especially to me with the four of swords, the four of cups and the hanged man together is saying like, don't go out searching for something else. Yeah. Like it's right there. Just kind of wait. Yeah, totally. So, totally. I like it. Uh, and then I also just pulled the King of Pentacles also. So I feel like there's pr- maybe somebody that you already, I don't normally like to do relationship stuff, not like mm-hmm. romantic relationship stuff, but interpersonal relationship stuff with the core cards right. necessarily. But if there's like a mentor figure, somebody who seems really in control of an area that you might want to explore after you do some of that contemplation, tell them. Yeah. Go yeah. to them and say, like, this is something that appeals to me and I'm curious about how to get involved or whatever. It's also yeah. like the hanged man is kind of interesting also because I know that at least for us, there's a lot of like hiring freezes and stuff and higher education that will right. continue through next year. So saying like spending some time thinking about it and spending some time looking within your same environment makes a lot of sense because it's not a great time necessarily to like try to find a non higher education job or like right. move, try to move to a different school or whatever. So like giving yeah. yourself the time to contemplate options in front of you at your school and then reaching out to mentors, figuring out ways to kind of maybe get involved that way. All makes yeah, I agree. sense. That does make sense, man. Okay. So then the second part of the question, like just steps to financial abundance. Like, cause yeah. I feel like this dealt with the job itself, getting unstuck from the job itself. Yeah. And then maybe where to look for financial abundance, maybe? Can we do a where? No. We could. So I just pulled the Eight of Swords and the Two of Swords about the financial abundance, just energy in general. So I think that maybe right now, I mean, I understand that this is like a component of what's making you so anxious, question asker. But I think right now, just like, you might just have to sit with that feeling or right. like realize that you're you're mentally creating these limitations and this framework of like this is not enough financial yeah. sec- like financial stuff maybe yeah like if you're doing okay you just feel like it's not quite enough then maybe sitting with that for a little bit while you work out your next move would be good and then maybe once you've decided on that then reading for financial abundance would be more helpful yeah that's true yeah I, yeah, the two of swords thing came up for me constantly when I was working in one department and didn't like it. And I really, really felt bad for wanting to move to a new department. And I would get the two of swords like four times a day, some days, like it was just always there because (laughs) I knew that I wanted to 
make a change and not be in the situation that I was in. But I wasn't willing to really like admit that fully to myself at that point because I felt bad. Like just the like emotional component of like not wanting to disappoint people or whatever. Right. Yeah. But I think paired with the eight of swords, it's like, you know, you're still spending some time thinking about what your next steps are. And so maybe just like giving yourself that time and space is the best bet before. Yeah. Before making any decisions. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, Also, academia is just like some faculty members make a lot of money and then everybody else does not. (laughs) So, so. so. It's okay. I'm very grateful for my awesome job. It's the best. Maybe we should pull cards of like energy she can cling to, cling to can hold on to there you go while she's waiting i hold was like cling to. is not to that's cling not is what i word. mean but it that sounds, sounds desperate <laughs> yeah exactly. it sounds very desperate <laughs> the cancer in me came out with cling and then the, the the leo pulled her back to say hold everybody yeah hold esther didn't mean to show herself in that way <laughs> exactly but the leo just like came roaring out like Pull her back in. Come on. Yeah. What the fuck? Oh my gosh. Sorry. I think my, my, I don't, I didn't hear my alarm, but it was just going off. So if you caught that on the audio, I apologize. Okay. I'll just, I'll, I'll mute it. I think that that's a great idea though. Some energy to hold on to while you're sort of doing this deciding thing. And yeah, this deciding, this waiting, this four of cups, like looking stuff. Cause it's, it's not negative. Like there's, not a negative energy in holding patterns. Yeah. Essentially. It's when you get stuck there. Yes. But you, to me, it's like, you're not really exactly stuck. You're just on hold for the moment. Yeah, totally. I got the seven of cups, which I think is really perfect. Just like reminding yeah. yourself that you have options and mm-hmm. like, just like kind of with the four of cups, the seven of cups has that figure that's cloaked in most right. in the RWS depiction. And so like, Again, it kind of is speaking to there being options for you that you don't even necessarily see that you don't really have to like take any action to be in front of you. You're already there looking at all these options. You just have to kind of like dig into specific areas to see which ones seem the most appealing. So while you're waiting to figure it out, just remember that you have options. And I got the Knight of Pentacles, which to me just points to this is going to be a slow, methodical process. You know, don't, you know, there is that forward momentum in this, you know, hanged man moment. There is, you are moving, even though it may not feel like you are, Mm -hmm. but don't like rush forward. This is not going to be a fast process. This is going to be something that's going to be slow and it's okay for that to be slow because you kind of need that for financial security. You need the process to be slow. Yeah. And you don't want to like rush into something and then like commit and then later realize that it was a bad decision. So (laughs) just talking for personal experience. Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good luck, Dr. Agaretsuko. Yeah. You can do this. Good luck. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's summer now, so maybe this is also a good time to be exploring those things because yeah. summer is always a little bit more slower, a little bit more slow. Gentle, quieter. <laughs> Our second question is from Level level 2 Fool, whose name I just said right on the first try, uh, says, after a few seriously messed up relationships and several years of singleness, trying to recover from that, This year, I decided I was finally ready to dip my toes back into the dating scene. Cue quarantine. 
Before it became obvious that COVID wasn't going anywhere anytime soon, I got on a dating app just to sort of test the waters. I ended up meeting a guy that I really vibe with and might like, like as much as you could like someone you've never truly met online friendships, notwithstanding. We've been chatting for a little over a month now, and I've been hesitant to try to meet up due to this whole pandemic thing, which he's been super understanding about. Because he's in contact with a lot of people for his work, I'm really nervous about the risk factor there. But I also know part of what's holding me back is probably my general fear of men and relationships. How can I try to move forward with this potential relationship in these crazy times? And Jesus quotes, which makes me laugh. Yeah. Uh, because it's like such a euphemism for like a thousand things that are going on. Like, oh, social upheaval and pandemic. Um, okay. Is it even worth the trouble? And what can I do to help myself deal with these trust issues? So I feel like energy of the relationship would be a good place to start to kind of address that. Is it even worth it? And then coming up with a strategy for like moving forward with the relationship and then maybe doing a trust issues couple of cards. Oh my God. I just almost knocked my phone (laughs) off the Why? Okay. I knocked my phone off the table and broke something. And then I just recreated the same shaky setup. tower of a box <laughs> on a box with a phone on top of it in the same exact location <laughs> and expected it to not happen again. Like which deja vu. I don't know what my problem is. Uh, the problem oh, is stacking. That's your problem. My problem is that I have a much bigger desk than I used to and I immediately filled it up with stuff. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to say from the beginning. We are still in a pandemic. Yeah, we're still in a pandemic. I'm going to make those fucking masks. We're making yes, masks you're making that masks. say, it's still a pandemic. Because yes. I think that it's really easy, especially in the United States, where all of the conversations have become so like, like, well, if you think that we shouldn't reopen all of our nightclubs, then you're trying to kill the economy. <laughs> like, it's just become so twisted that people are like yes. not paying attention to the fact that like thousands of people are still dying each week every day yeah 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 it's, Pro- it's probably not every day i don't know the actual i've been trying to avoid the actual statistics because i'm part of the problem but like people are still dying cases are still rising like yes. it's not even like this is dying down so florida just is still hiding their numbers yeah like, the lady had to make whole new program to show the real numbers that's seriously what's going on. so even it's though bizarre, we're all bananas. sick of it and kind of over it and want life to continue like we're it still is reasonable still yeah. to not say my trust issues are what's keeping me from wanting to interact with this yes. person in person it's still completely reasonable to be practicing social distancing Yes, especially like, you know, I am definitely my heart is there with people who are protesting every day, every weekend. Yeah. And I have been so like filled with joy to see that most of the protest, you know, I, I, I've seen most all of the protesters are wearing having masks. Mask, yeah. And they have hand sanitizer, so they're being as safe as possible. So if you like, just as a warning, like totally meet him if you want to. That's yeah, you're an adult. Yeah. You can do that. But just practice safety measures because like, that's like where I'm like, yeah. oh, you know, you just don't know where anyone else has been. Right. And, and especially if he's still with. interacting with a lot of people, I think it's reasonable to say like, like the context of a protest where everyone's wearing masks and also having hand sanitizer available and no one's like necessarily in that close personal proximity with somebody. Like you're not touching right. faces at a protest the way that yes. you could potentially be touching faces or within with... like six feet of each other. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like it's a just a really different context of like sitting across from a table, having a conversation. Yeah. And, but I'll, I guess like the main point is just like, if, if you're still uncomfortable with not having social distance, that's 
okay. It's okay. That's completely fine. And it doesn't say anything about whether or not you're like open to love. Right. If right now during a pandemic, you still feel a little bit anxious about seeing him in person. And and I'll also say if he's guilting you and using that as a tool to get you to meet with him in person, then that's wrong. Yeah. Because he should be supportive of you and your comfortability levels in this pandemic crisis. Yeah. And I, I mean, like, I, I think that all of us, I mean, Esther's been dealing with this since like January, <laughs> January rather than us. who has been dealing with it since March. But like, I have friends who want to start going to bars and doing stuff, not going to bars necessarily, but like going to restaurants. And I'm still really shaky about that. Yeah. And, there is part of me that feels like I already am a friend who bails so easily on stuff because that's just always been my greatest flaw. <laughs> I care too much. No, my greatest flaw yeah. is that I can be a really bail kind of friend and I feel bad. Like this is kind of like me continuing to do that, but it's all coming from a place of just being unsure about how the people around me are treating it. Exactly. And so I'd rather not be in public. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So sorry, that okay. was my little soapbox. Yes, we have, moment. we gotta, we gotta have soapboxes because we are still in a pandemic, even if people uh, don't want to talk I'm about I keep it. trying to remind people about this. <laughs> in Esther's, like, personal life, in her <laughs> secret real life with her real family that totally exists, she uh, has to constantly be reminding people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw, I saw a, a stranger with my grandmother. I'm like, why aren't you, and why isn't anyone wearing a mask while going out walking? <laughs> Yeah, what is happening here? What is your plan? Why am I the COVID police? I didn't want this job. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Somebody get me off of this, this crazy train. <laughs> oh. Okay. okay, so I do think that starting with sort of the energy of the relationship would be yes. helpful, though. Energy of the relationship. Okay. Esther, calm down. It's okay. <laughs> Don't put your own feelings about the pandemic into the cards. You're right. I need to do the same because I just pulled the Nine of Swords. <laughs> <laughs> we are in top form today holly i'm like my anxiousness about this situation is high level two fool what did you get i got death and the seven of pentacles i got death and the seven of cups oh are you kidding i'm not kidding look 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 at me look there's the death card yeah okay and the seven of pentacles so i think the seven of pentacles and the death card. I feel like there is a lot of like, you're seeing a lot of potential in this. Yeah. Like there's a lot of like, you know, this is something that I want to put effort towards. This is something that'll be transformative. This is something mm -hmm. that'll really help me move on to the next phase of my life. All of those things. So I do think right. that that's like positive. Yeah. To have I think so. Too. Both of us get the death card is pretty amazing. Yeah. And two sevens. And to me, like sevens is that like transformation. It's like either you're making that, you're at that moment of making the choice. And so you mm -hmm. have to make the cho a few choices in that moment of starting that work. Yeah. And yeah. Doing, starting things moving, getting things moving. There we go. That's what I want. Yeah. So I, yeah, I do think that it, like, even if this relationship with this specific person isn't the thing that's, you know, the forever answer, it's starting a journey of sort journey. of like seeing options and being willing to put in the work and experiencing that sort of like shedding of the previous self that had mm -hmm. to deal with all of this trauma and, and damage and then moving yeah. forward to a more like optimistic, hopeful version of yourself is there in this relationship. Yeah, I agree. I like it. I love it when we have these synchronistic cards that we pull up together. 
Especially because we were both like, okay, we have to get this anxiety out about COVID. And yeah, like, and then the cards are like, <laughs> girls, you got this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So then moving forward in these crazy times, and then we can deal with the trust issue. Trust issues. Okay. I only pulled one this time. What did you get? I pulled two because I pulled the seven of wands. I'm like, that's our third seven. So yeah, let me blackjack this and pull for the eight of swords was next. So I just think that there's, you just got to bust through some of the like things that have been holding you back. Cause to well, me, like you've been on the defensive for so long. It's just getting out of the eight of swords moment. I think. Yeah. So, sorry. You got the eight of swords and the seven, seven of, of wands. wands. Oh, yeah. Seven of wands. Okay. And I got the five of cups. Okay. So I think like maybe it's fine for you to continue to have that distance, but you just need to not like, not think about that that might ruin everything. Yeah. Don't overthink it so much and like put so much expectation on it. Yeah. Like, don't, don't disappoint. Like don't hold on to that disappointment before it's even started. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's exactly. Even happened. Cause there's so much other stuff going on. The five of cups being like so focused on what you're not experiencing with this person. Mm-hmm. And then the seven of wands being so focused on like feeling defensive would make it so that you aren't going to enjoy the experience as much as you otherwise would if you can just kind of like get out of your head a little bit and just like enjoy the experience of talking to him and not worrying about meeting in person necessarily. Yeah. Or thinking that your like concern about meeting in person is going to be the thing that messes everything up. Right. Yeah. To me, it's like the at the moment, there's too much focus on like the what ifs in the future and like all the stuff that's kind of like making a traffic jam in your brain of anxiety. Yeah. Totally. So like, so it's kind of like, you know, breaking free from that and living in the moment of here and now and just enjoying the here and now space instead of kind of expecting things will go bad in the future, maybe potentially, you know, like instead of like continuing to look forward and be like, well, if I do this and this is going to happen and then this is going to happen. Yeah. And this is gonna, I'm going to totally fuck it up. You know, like don't like let yourself get past this here and now moment. Just like live right here and now with yeah. and enjoy what's happening in the space right now, because that's really what's going to matter in the end. Yeah, totally. Totally. All right. And then some places to look to address some trust, trust issues just to kind of like help bolster that ability to not be so focused on like the what ifs. Hmm. I got the emperor and the queen of pentacles. And I got the, I'm just going to pull one, the Ace of Wands. Because I oh, think nice. that that's just like, it's just symbolic of this is a new thing. It's a new passion. It's a new, like, exciting flame. That's well, and I also really like that paired with something like the Emperor. Because it's kind of like saying you get to set your boundaries almost. Like, mm-hmm. there's, like, like moving forward your trust issues or I guess when addressing your trust issues, just understanding that you've like kind of learned a lot and be put yourself in a position of power because you understand your own like boundaries and strength and the rules that you want people to live with. You know, like mm-hmm. you're not somebody who's going to be buffered by other people's moods because you know what your position of power is. Yeah. And you understand that you're the one who kind of gets to, place boundaries and establish like kind of control over the situations that you're in rather than just like being reactive. You sort of know already. Yeah. 
the Emperor's energy with the Ace of Wands is very much like, you can determine your intentions in this. Yeah, Like, you totally. are the one who's holding that flame, and you can determine the next steps to take in yeah. this whole process. And with the Queen of Pentacles, it's kind of like living in your body and, like, just allowing yeah. yourself to, like, like, literally feel, not, like, emotionally feel, but, like, feel things out. Like, you know. Yeah. Give yourself some lusciousness, whatever. That was a total sentence, right? <laughs> I was, I was like, I was thinking like shopping on Lush website. That's where my mind is. Oh yeah, totally some went. good smelling bath yeah. bombs. Just feel yeah. yourself. I love it. Yes. Well, good luck, level two fool. I yeah, yes. I think that like you're yeah, you're gonna be fine. I this think you're in a good place. Great. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so. Oh, we get to talk about our deck of the week. Yay! I'm so excited. Okay, so our this is our first week with our new parameters. So uh this week we're reviewing Esther. <laughs> tell me to s- get my shit together. Holly, get your shit together. <laughs> this week we're reviewing the Kaleidodope Tarot by Crystal Banner. Uh, she's on Instagram at both Kaleidodope and also Kaleidodope Tarot. Kaleidodope is spelled like kaleidoscope, but with a D instead of an SC. So it's a pun. Yes. I think, I think, which I think is cute because you, you know, I love a good pun. Oh yeah, totally. So Crystal is a black deck creator and an entrepreneur who used to be an engineer. She runs a really great little shop via her website that also sells accessories and stationery and clothing in addition to a lot of decks, several tarot decks, several oracle decks. So great. We actually, Esther and I each got a separate oracle deck in addition to each getting the Kaleidodope because we... We were, well, I we mean, were like, it's just so great. And we just kind of wanted to buy everything, but they were like, we yeah. have a budget. We can't Yeah, buy exactly. <laughs> exactly. So the deck that I've been posting that looks like little CDs is one of hers also. Yeah. Um, also, one of the shirts that she has on her website <laughs> says light work ain't light work. Like light yes. work as like the concept. Like, oh, we're light workers. Ain't light yeah. work. Like it isn't easy. Exactly. It's Love it. such... I mean, just even that alone is just like one of the best shirts I've ever seen because we've been yeah. talking about that a lot lately. So much. <laughs> um, She is 100% worth following. A lot of her stuff is just incredible. She's about to start a Kickstarter for a majors only variation of the Kaleidodope Tarot that focuses on like 2020 stuff. So a lot of Black Lives Matter content and like, for example, the tower card is that like kind of iconic at this point image of the Washington Monument being struck by lightning. Uh, The hermit is a mask and all of them. It's like very of the moment. And the Kickstarter is launching on the 19th. So probably while you're listening to this, the Kickstarter will already be up there. I will try to include a link in our show notes. Yeah. So it's the full major arcana 2020 visions deck. It's going to be all 22 cards. Um, and about that, which I'm so excited. She says, Oh my God. And the hanged man card is amazing because it's that image that Instagram overlays sensitive content of like the blurred oh, out yes, with yes, the yes. eye. And it says sensitive content. This, uh, this, Object contains sensitive content, which some people might find offensive or disturbing. So it's kind of like that. Like, yeah, it's just very, very gut punchy. Um, So she says that she isn't going to do a full 78 
cards right. about 2020, but doing a major arcana is going to be That's going to be perfect. Really, really excited so to good. be able to support that. Yeah. But anyway, so the current deck, so it's going to be a similar art style. It's sort of an extension of the Kaleidodope Tarot, but the cur- well, now I guess we should talk about this actual deck. So this is what Crystal says about the Kaleidodope Tarot, which is the deck we're reviewing today. Kaleidodope means beautiful dope shapes. Kaleidodope Tarot incorporates different shapes and colors to create a meaningful, colorful, and contemporary deck that celebrates representation and diversity. All the court cards relate to each other in some way, and the guidebook highlights main symbols and themes but she encourages us to use our intuition in addition to the listed um, symbolism in order to personalize the deck. Yeah. And the book is really great. So when we talk about our, the WTF cards for this deck are not WTF to me as much as like, I want to read from the little white book. So it's more of like a, not my favorite, but an interesting card to point out. Okay. In the (laughs) WTF section. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So where you can find it, kaleidodope.com. Pretty straightforward. Uh, And while you're there, explore all the other awesome stuff she has because it's really extensive. So good. So good. Um, The box comes in a sturdy two-piece box. You mean the deck? You said the box comes in a sturdy two-piece box. I did say that, didn't I? (laughs) That doesn't make any sense, Holly. Uh, The deck comes in a sturdy two-piece box, which, as we've expressed, are our favorite type of boxes. Yes. And Holly's been stacking things all morning on top of these two yeah, boxes, so they're very sturdy. It's not the sturdiest if you stack several things on top of it. It might not necessarily hold up to having, like, a library and a phone all stacked on top of it. Uh, it actually is fine from that perspective. It's very sturdy. It just is a little wobbly. <laughs> But it's a standard tarot size. It's a little bit glossy. It has silver edging, but it doesn't have that thing where the edging gets stuck to each other. Like it moves really smoothly. So I'm not sure what her printer did to make that happen, but they're like not at all. They don't stick to each other at all. They don't stick together. That's nice. Okay. Yeah. And even though it's fairly glossy, it doesn't seem like it's getting scratched either. So it's just a really solid, um, solid, solid, like functional deck in that way. The Little White Book is fantastic because she both talks about the definition of the cards and then also specifically lists the some of the symbolism used. Mm-hmm. So one thing that we'll talk about when we start talking about our favorite cards is probably is that there are like pop culture references even to the level of the Empress being Beyonce and the Emperor yes. being Jay-Z. And she talks yeah. specifically in the book about those decisions and like what moment she's referring to and like why she chose those people. And it's, it's really comprehensive and it's super, super fun. And I think we talked about this in the context of other decks too, where I love to see, I don't care necessarily about just like generic definitions in the white books anymore. I want to see why the artist chose those things. Yes. Yes. I I like that sort of description because it lets me see more of how they define the cards. Yeah. Because like, you can just, you can throw words at me, but it doesn't make any sense. Show me what your artwork is. Like, yeah. Make a word picture with, about your artwork. It just makes it so, it's so much nicer to connect with that deck on an individual basis. If you sort of see the thought process and the decision-making behind stuff like that. So I love it. It's a really cool little booklet. Uh, construct variations. It, there aren't any variations on the traditional construct. It has all the standard names. The court cards are all the traditional names. Um, mm-hmm. and the suit names are the traditional suit names for cultural components. 
So after we had last week's episode, Indie Deck Review released um, sort of a checklist format of how they're Mm going to be, or of information they're going to be including with deck reviews to ensure diversity also. And there was a really interesting conversation in the comments of that post that I definitely recommend you check out. And it brought up a lot of really good points about how, like, saying, oh, this is obviously representative of LGBT plus people. Right. Like, how? How do you know that? What does this mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, so I think that we're probably going to continue to define the con- to define the cultural components section. But yes. in the context of this deck, which is may like I didn't there's not anything outwardly LGBT plus about it necessarily. Uh-huh. I focused more on the representation of black people and yes. the deck has 23 people? No. 38 human bodies. <laughs> and that's what makes it so weird to talk about it with like specific numbers because yes, it's a 78 card deck. So that means that 40 cards don't have any figures on them at all. Mm-hmm. And uh there seem to be visually 23 black people represented in it. So that still seems like kind of a strange proportion. You know, like, because this does, but like this deck feels really diverse and really like black centered and like incredible ways. But when you say like, well, 23 of the cards have black people on them, that doesn't like fully express how like, I guess, interesting and dynamic and like cool all of the human representations are i guess right. i don't know when you start I mean, getting into like sense? scientific facts that kind of takes away the humanity from something yeah totally. giving you these facts to kind of show you like specifically how this deck represents people with a number yeah. figure but that does not necessarily indicate how on a like in a picture how it can culturally be representative of people either. Right. And so like some of the figures have like galaxy printed skin or they're like wearing, you know, an entire fencing uniform or whatever. Like there's a lot of reasons that somebody wouldn't be like visibly a person of color in the deck or a black person in the deck. But uh, still, because we said that that was going to be one of the components that we discussed There's the specific numbers, but I think that like in general, the colors and mood of the deck is like a lot of really cool sort of like saturated blues and greens and like the It's very bright and joyful deck. Yeah. It's super bright and joyful. It feels like very playful and modern. Like all of the illustration styles feel really like pop arty almost in some way. It's very pop um, culture friendly. Pope, pope. Did you see me, hear me say pope culture pope, friendly? Pope culture. It's very <laughs> the pop pope culture would friendly. Love this. <laughs> the pope would love this. Yeah, where it's very pop culture friendly, where everything's kind of like he has a modern feel and modern references. So when you pull yeah. to someone, they're like, "Oh, there's Beyonce in this outfit." I believe that she wore it for her pregnancy, like photo shoot. Yeah, yeah. So like you know, so it's like a relevant cultural thing that kind of like oh i get that moment where beyonce was the empress because she was pregnant with her twins and this was her photo shoot and she was the queen of all the mother of all etc 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 i i think that the like general vibe is very modern and yes cool and like sort of funky it's i think totally appropriate for a brand new reader because Mm -hmm. It follows rws pretty closely but some of the differences like in the um Especially the cup suit, I just found really, really interesting. I love the cup suit. The cups is my suit is my favorite of the all the suits. 
So yeah, it like definitely alludes to the me- the RWS meanings, but looks cool and fun and a little bit more like interesting and modern than just kind of the people in Renaissance era clothing yes. <laughs> idea. Yes. <laughs> definitely. Um. Okay. Do you have anything else to add for the vibes or the level of readings that it's appropriate for? I don't think so. I think anyone who purchases this deck, it can be like right out the box, read it easy. I mean, like, I think some of the meanings are even more meaningful than what you would study with RWS. Yeah. So I, I really feel like you could intuitively read this deck so easily without having to even look at a book. Yeah, totally. And that's why it's so wild that the book is so awesome too, because you don't yeah. need, like you could easily read it without it, but then reading the symbolism included in the deck just makes it even more interesting. Yeah. All right. So favorite cards then let's hear them girlfriend. Okay. Uh, are we, what, what's our limit with favorite cards? Did we make a limit? Uh, um, I, I didn't write one down if we did. I have eight. Oh, okay. 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 So then I was like, do I need to pick one favorite card? And then- oh shit. No, we would <laughs> okay, never okay, okay. be able to do that. <laughs> okay. That's very true. It's very true. Um, I really Esther, like can the- you imagine? <laughs> we can't even just pull one card when we're answering questions. <laughs> That's so true. Okay. I just was like, I was like, these are new parameters. I don't exactly know the parameters, how they've been defined <laughs> and go. Um, I really like, I really like the Hierophant actually, because this is like a, um, let me see. I'll, I don't have the deck in hand. I have it on phone because Holly did a walkthrough for oh, me. Oh yeah. I love the Hierophant. The higher, I really like the Hierophant because like I've seen this, um, what's it called? Stained glass window in several variations. And I just really love, like, this is actually like a very like nice, peaceful. I wish my Jesus looked like this. I you know. know. It, there, it's like, it's so I love the combination of it being like the stained glass, which is mm-hmm. so traditional, but then a black face, which makes it feel like more accessible. Like it's like mm-hmm. not some like, you know, white Jesus, right. whatever. Yeah. Hold on. Let me check something really quickly. Okay. What is the, how am I losing this? Okay. So she calls him the high priest and it, the symbols are the stained glass, the robe, the staff and the crown. And it goes through all of them. Oh. And the orthodoxy displays a church complete with a robe, staff, and crown of enlightenment. He is guided by tradition and becoming more spiritual aware, spiritually aware. Wow. But I just think that I've never seen a black hierophant before, so that's really exciting. Yeah. Like, come to think of it, no. Because there's this whole separate conversation with card decks where, like, people even if they're making an attempt to be inclusive, like there's kind of jokes about it always being the the empress, like the strength card always has a black woman on it. And it's like, there can be more dynamic representation. And I think having a black hierophant is nice. Like does that. Does that. Yeah. I also love justice because I mean, it's, she's like the reminiscent of the statue of Liberty and what Liberty and justice actually mean. Yeah. And And it's a statue, but it's a statue of a black woman as justice. Yes. Love it. Love it. Um, okay. We'll get to the cup suit, which is my favorite. The two of cups is two like cappuccino cups (laughs) with latte art with latte (laughs) art. And I'm like, done. Three of cups is three like wine glasses around a popcorn bowl. What can you not love about that? Like, I know. I it's perfect. I so love Three of Cups all the time, but I really like it when it's just like so creative. People having fun. And yeah. that yeah, that one doesn't even have any figures on it. It's just There's like no people. Yeah. It makes you feel like you're one of the three people that's invited yeah, to the Yeah, like three you, of that Cups. you've set up like this whole movie night and you're waiting for yeah. friends to come. Like I love that. It's Ugh. so cute. So cute. 
Um, I, we already talked about the Six of Cups with our friend Rachel because she went bonkers bananas about that cup because she yeah about those cups because she loves those. It's tin cans uh, that you would have to play telephone with when you were a child, and that it brings but just back the that like really great nostalgia. That yeah, like, those it's really nostalgic, and also part of the thing that I really like about it is that part of the Six of Cups is that you're not necessarily remembering things clearly, like you're yeah. seeing it all in like the frame of youth. And it's yes. kind of the same thing with the tin can cup. Like both tin can cups are not super clear lines of communication. Yes. So there's also that. And also they in and of themselves are nostalgic. It's just so cute. So cute. I also adore the seven of cups because I'm that person who I'm like, what coffee cup will I'm going to use today? What coffee cup? <laughs> I know. So I love like, that all one too. All the coffee cups are all different. Like what cup will I choose? Styles of cups. Um, I really also adore the page of cups. I'm telling you, I love this cup suit. The page the of cup cups, suit is so good. It's so, so strong. So the, the page of cups is a girl. She's holding her artwork and has like the page, like the, the little gold. Oh yeah. And she's so proud. And like, I've always seen the page of cups as like that artistic sensitive child. Yeah. And so to see that reflected in this is like, Oh, so cute. So cute. Ugh, I love so, that. So cute. Okay. I promise. Okay. I'm my last cards. Three of Swords. It's a popped balloon. I knew you were going to choose that one because it's so good. So and good. Because so it doesn't like, it's doesn't, it's not like about heartbreak. It's about just that disappointment and that sadness of like, and that deflatedness of when something that you yeah. expect to happen, it doesn't happen. You're just like, huh. Like you yeah. can just hear that balloon go, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So the, the swords are thumbtacks. Thumbtacks. Yes. <laughs> They're so cute. So cute. Yeah. I love that card a lot. And I also love the the meaning of the five of swords, which is basically like the home team has five points and the guest team has zero. So it's that sense of competition and like just killing the competition. And yeah, like it's just that feeling of just like railroading, basically. Totally. So like I, I just love I like that. And then the six of swords, my last one is a moving truck. And I think that's hysterical because like, <laughs> get on moving. Just yeah, pack your bags. Go. It's time to go. <laughs> Don't, don't like dawdle around. It's time to go. <laughs> totally. That's so great. Yeah. All right. So my, I also had the seven of cups and I also okay. had the three of cups. Although I totally interpreted the three of cups differently. I don't think that's a oh. movie night. I think that's like a VIP section and that's an ice bucket. Okay. Well, okay. Not popcorn. It, because to me, I guess maybe it's like the fade on the, the camera like lends itself. Cause it looks oh, like popcorn. Oh yeah. It does look a little <laughs> bit more like popcorn. That's so funny. Yeah. I that's think really it's funny. Okay, more okay. of VIP a night. like okay. VIP section okay. with a big bucket of ice. Oh, but so, still, I, mean, I similar. Yeah, I, I still think that the idea of it being something that you're participating in rather than yes. watching three people interact, you're like, you know, yeah. there with them is still really great. Love it. Um, I also really love the three of wands because the expansiveness oh, yes, of that. that ocean oh, view is nice and i like that there's not a figure in it because again, i think them. maybe that's sort of like throughout this whole deck a lot of the time she's putting you as the user in the yes. scene in some way yes. like you're looking out over this ocean you're not looking at someone looking out over this ocean yes. and i think that that's really effective and kind of an awesome way to um make this feel more immersive yeah um i also really love uh What's happening? I think it got maybe slightly switched around. No. Okay. So these three are ones that I want to talk about the little white book. Okay. The okay. queen of coins. I just really love because it's like a portrait oh, yes. 
And I think that the the pentacles be like having the king and queen be these portraits is really neat because it's sort of like the established like material power thing. Yes. Um, and having it be this like beautiful black woman wearing like this incredible dress is really a fun uh, way of bringing that sort of like lushness and like establishment into place. Yeah. Uh, the world card I love because it's a passport with a bunch of stamps. Yes. I and I like that, that a lot because the idea of the world being about completion feels like maybe overly simplified. So even though mm-hmm. you could see this and saying like, and say like, okay, well, the world isn't necessarily about the world. It's sort of about like, like having completed things that mean something to you. And for me yeah. personally, a lot of that is traveling. And yeah. so I really love that. I tried to like get close enough to read some of the stamps, but I don't think that they have any actual countries. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess the UAE is listed specifically. And then there's some in Spanish. But anyway, I just think it's really cute. Um, the Eight of Swords I also really loved because we know the Eight of Swords is kind of about yes. feeling trapped. And the thing that is sort of a component of this is just like a generic white mannequin just like a white mannequin and so the idea of being trapped by like societal expectations almost or like you know sort of like beauty standards feels really Mm -hmm. stark in this card and i think that that's really thoughtful and well done yeah and then the ten of coins i mostly just chose because i wish i were there right now it's like this beautiful backyard with this huge pool and this gorgeous house don't tempt me holly (laughs) i'm like it's summer officially. Like, I just want to be in this twilight. Like, it's yeah. a beautiful twilight evening with this pool and this house and a bunch of friends. And it just is, Ugh. like, kind of escapism. But the idea of, like, having kind of created this, like, financial situation where that would be the house that I'd live in is yeah. great. That's nice. <laughs> I need you to send me this deck immediately because I'm, like, I need I know. I actually have enough to send you another box because we have, I have, like, maybe eight or nine. <laughs> We might wait. How I might wait till th- July first, just so that yeah, it's a yeah, new yeah. fiscal no. month. Well, it's okay. We're, we're, we can wait. It's fine. Like, because I know, like, I was gonna, I was just gonna expect it near my birthday because, like, that's like two months down the road. We don't spend. No, 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 no. It'll get there. Well, actually, even if I send it on July first, it still might not get there to <laughs> you until August one after my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> like three days after my birthday, it arrives. Yeah, exactly. That's just how shipping is going. Apparently, it just like Apparently. gets to. LAX and just sits there for a month and then gets sent to Korea. Oh my God. Okay. So the cards that I wanted to focus on yes. for the little white book are the high priestess, the empress and the nine of coins. Okay. I was curious about the high priestess because it was just a woman on the card and I didn't know any other context to the high priestess other than she just looked amazing. So yeah, she looks fantastic. So the high priest, so this is how the sort of the format for each of the sections Okay. Upright, reversed, and then a little bit of a de- like explanation of what the image looks like, like an image description, and then the symbols used with explanations of the symbols. Okay. So for the high priestess, upright, activated crown slash third eye chakra, spirituality, secrets, intuitive, mystery, privacy, deep knowing, and otherworldly. And it says the high priestess stares off into space as she is in her own world, her own zone, and her own galaxy. She represents a connection to the divine and something you can't quite put your hand on. There's an air of awe and mystery surrounding this energy. And the symbols are galaxy. The galaxy represents a universe and also the color of her eyes. There's so much wonder, discovery, and mystery surrounding the universe and other galaxy galaxies, which aligns with this divine feminine energy. 
The high priestess is not only part of the universe, but the universe is a part of her. So her eye color is the same galaxy color, apparently. Okay, okay, okay. You can sort of tell, but it's like just small enough that I'm taking her word for it. (laughs) Okay, okay. Uh, The second symbol is box braids because she has box braids in her hair. Right. Her hair is her crown and the braids are used to create a literal crown at the top of her head. This represents the connection to the crown chakra or one's higher self and the hidden knowledge she possesses. And then the third symbol is blue robe dress. Blue represents truth. While she's adorned in this blue robe, her hands are hidden, symbolizing her secretive nature. There are truths she knows, but will never tell. So, yeah, it's at first I thought that this might be like an actual person. Yeah. But I think that it's more just using some of the symbols. It's really, really stunning because of the purple background and the blue dress. And she's beautiful. And it's just such a cool card. So then the Empress is the Beyonce card and it is the Beyonce outfit from the 2017 Grammy performance when she was pregnant with twins and she's like wearing gold and a crown yes. and it's very like incredibly very empressy fertile. Yes. <laughs> Not incredibly fertile, but very like, you know, in control, like very body. I don't know. Yes. You just feel like, like she's in her body and she's like yeah. feeling this sort of lushness. So it says upright creativity, abundance, birth, fertility, femininity, femininity, love, motherhood, warmth, and sensuality. The Empress proudly displays her growing belly as a symbol of new beginnings, fertility, and womanhood. She embraces her femininity in all forms and brings a sense of calm and comfort while still being unapologetically sexy and powerful. So we have talked about this before. I don't love the pregnancy empress connection, but for some reason using a pop culture icon in this way Mm -hmm. makes it feel less like the focus is on the pregnancy and more like the focus is on everything that Beyonce represents. So in some ways I find that like, like, I'm more able to move beyond the pregnancy when right. I just think about Beyonce as a creator in general mm-hmm. being the yes. Empress. Well, especially when like mm-hmm. the Empress that we see on so many cards is like a forever pregnant like figure. Yeah. When, you know, Beyonce is more than just the babies that she's ha- had. Yeah, totally. So it uh, helps. So this is kind of cool because Ocean, who we talked about, about in reference the, to uh, get a hint, Talia Danny Hibbert. Brown. Is also referenced on this card. Oh. (laughs) So the footnote says, Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter is an American singer and songwriter. Um, And then it says, during Beyonce's 2017 Grammy performance, she performed Pregnant with Twins, which inspired the illustration and beautifully displayed the motherly, abundant, fertile energy of the Empress. This does not only represent an actual birth, but also the birth of new ideas, projects, and opportunities. Her look also channels Ocean, the goddess of beauty, love, prosperity, fertility, and motherhood. And then Ocean also has a footnote. And in addition to it being mentioned in uh, Danny Brown, uh, it says Ocean, uh, Orisha deity of the Yoruba people of southwestern Nigeria, is typically associated with water, purity, fertility, love, and sensuality. I didn't realize it was a Yoruban thing. One of my closest coworkers is Nigerian. So that's kind of cool. Uh, Okay. So yellow, the color of yellow represents ocean as well as the energy of happiness, positivity, clarity, and joy. And then the stars on the crown, the crown contains 12 stars representing the 12 astrological signs. Okay. It's, I just am into it. 
And I didn't, yeah, that's so cool. Okay. So then the nine of coins I wanted to bring up because it's like one of, it's weird because I was like, this looks so unnatural. And then I realized that the reason it looks so unnatural is that it's she's a Barbie. Barbie. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I didn't notice that at first. I was like, I don't understand what's happening with these like strange arm angles. And then when I realized it was a Barbie, I was like, oh, duh, it's a Barbie. She has like unnatural joints. I've been watching Trixie Mattel with her Barbie collection. And so that's why I've been <laughs> Trixie Mattel's immediately. And yeah. so immediately I was like, oh, yeah, this is a Barbie. OK, so. <laughs> OK, so but I want to talk about the um, the Barbie, you, the use of the Barbie as a symbol. Yes. So yes. the nine of coins, uh, independence, materialistic success, confidence, prosperity, comfort, stable foundation. Bad chick Barbie strikes a confident pose in a fashionable outfit, showing her sense of style and expensive taste. She's independent and has earned every bit of her success. So the symbols Barbie Barbie comes packaged individually representing independence and the idea of being successful independently. I like that kind of is cool because Barbies uh-huh. don't come as sets. They have to like stand on their own yeah. accomplishments or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm into it. She's also wearing houndstooth and houndstooth is a classic print that evokes the energy of success, career, and being about the money. It also represents someone who put in the work and is now seeing the fruits of their labor. And then the fashion chain slash belt 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 reminiscent of vintage Chanel. The chain pentacle belt represents financial stability, prosperity, and luxury. Her whole outfit is a display of luxurious items. Her money and success has afforded her. And then the fourth symbol is pink. The color pink is traditionally associated with feminine energy, but it also symbolizes energy, love, nature, sorry, nurture and self-realization. Yeah. So the, the use of the Barbie with like the pink and also the idea that Barbies kind of have to stand on their own two feet, not literally, Uh because we already know that that's like not possible, (laughs) but the idea that they have to sort of stand on their own merits is something really interesting that wouldn't have necessarily connected with me about why a Barbie would be used. But that's why I like the, symbol list so much it's so nice to be able to kind of like see some deeper understanding of why decisions were made about the way that cards are represented yeah yeah i love that (sighs) so good do you have any wtf cards i did not have any wtf cards mostly because some of it i know like you said it'll be like me culturally diving into the book and seeing like oh what is this this is a symbol i don't understand oh totally yeah so yeah. that's for me, like, I didn't choose any because I knew that that was more of a, a more educational thing than actually like a what the fuck sort of card. So Totally. Totally. All right. Well, I will pull a card for your representation with Thank the deck, you. too, if you'd like me to. Please do. Awesome. You can hear me shuffle so you can start being able to identify this deck. When I know. Used. I, was, I was thinking that. <laughs> All right, Esther's relationship with the deck. It's just going to be like, I don't know, something distant. Like the Six of Swords, like pack me up and go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Queen of Swords. Oh, I like that. I do like yeah. the Queen of Swords in the deck. The Queen of Swords. Yeah, so the Queen of Swords is like, I love a good solid line drawing. And yes. this card is, has the Queen and King of Swords. Very just satisfying. Like solid. Yeah, very satisfying line drawing. I just love it. And my relationship with the deck. Is the two of cups. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> I love you, Kaleidotope Tarot. Okay, so that is 
the review of Kaleidodope, don't forget that she's doing a Kickstarter of the Major Arcana deck. It's probably already up. Um, I'm sure you can find it through her Instagram account, and we'll try to link it in the show notes as well. Yep. And next week, we will be reviewing the Dark Days Tarot. Yes. Yes? Yes. Okay, awesome. It's, it's right here. Yes. Yay. I think we first announced we were going to do Dark Days like Tarot times. Like mid-May, but now <laughs> yes. we're getting to it. Uh, and we're really excited to talk about it. It's a square yeah. deck. We've never reviewed a square, a square deck before. We haven't. Also, before we wrap up, we wanted to wish everybody a happy Juneteenth. Uh, which is the day that commemorates the ending of slavery in the United States. And if you, I mean, I've seen a lot of people starting to get it off from work. Like, I think that yeah. this could be a new national holiday, hopefully yep. replacing Columbus July Day. Or, oh, I was like, July the 4th. July like, 4th. I'm, I'm like, well, July the 4th. <laughs> like, no, do it. Get rid of July 4th. We're doing Juneteenth now. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's where I'm at. I'm like, abolish the police. Abolish July the 4th. Burn it all down. Uh, happy Juneteenth, everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's our show. Um, what? How do we end this? Don't forget to we send us your questions. Somewhere. I know. I, it's because my phone keeps falling onto the ground. Um, don't forget to send us your questions. You can find all of our contact information at wildlytarot.com. There's a form to submit questions. And again, we also have a section about supporting Black Lives Matter, including a uh, nomination form for people to nominate Black creators and really any BIPOC tarot readers who could use a gifted deck from us. So the nomination form is also on our website, wildlytarot.com. And also tell your friends about us and write review us. It helps us grow and we really appreciate it during these times. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can also follow us on Instagram at wildlytarotpodcast.com or join our Facebook community by searching Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And like Holly said, we have merch. So you can buy our face with stuff or you buy quotes or wildling merch or hopefully some mask eventually that that kind of reminds everybody that there's a pandemic going on and yeah. they're wearing a mask too. You can get stuff with our dumb cartoon faces on them. <laughs> I love those dumb cartoon faces. <laughs> Best dumb cartoon faces I've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and remember, go forth and tear wildly this week. We love you so <laughs> we much. We love you so much. <laughs> <laughs>